Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are back again. The Mocha 2.0 duo set E the Yangi. What's going on, good brother? Well, good brother. As you can clearly see, I'm half distracted because I'm trying to do some admin for the show that we're doing. Guys, we love you so much that we're trying to prepare on all angles. I kind of dropped the ball a bit because I had a late dinner. So hence why I'm here. I'm, sli- I'm silently... Uh, Breathing very heavily internally because I've ate so much. Yeah, that's me right now. Sat E. E's for encapsulate. We're here to encapsulate what was an hour and 30 minutes of probably drizzling shiznits. That's that's uh saying it lightly. We're gonna talk about NXT 2.0, but of course, this is the intro for all our podcast listeners, for our members, for our Patreon backers. Sat, you you've been a busy man. You have now joined the daddy section, the DAD Inc. All of those great words. Welcome to the Daddy Club. Oh, listen, it's an honor and a privilege to join the club. Babies are precious. They are delicate. I am constantly nervous when she's falling asleep. I got a beeper in her nappy. The moment she starts breathing in regularly, it goes beep. Because you don't mess with me, girl. You're going to make it. It's your hundred. You're going to make me money. I'm going to be in your Matthew Knows. I'm going I'm to be the King Richard. You're going to be the, the Serene and Venus Williams and make me some money. But besides that, yeah, yeah. Great, great kid. Great kid. All she wants is to eat and go sleep. She's got more access to my partner's boobies than I do. That tends to happen when you got a newborn. Uh, my 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 two kids are sick, so if you heard a little scream in the background, that was my daughter, who who my son has been, you know, dealing with colds and bronchitis for a couple oh. of weeks, so he's used to it. My daughter just is like, she's not with it. She's keeping us up at night, waking no. up crying. She is not used to being sick. So I've been dealing with that. So welcome to that. You'll, you'll, you'll get used to that. It's something that, you know, you got to roll with the punches and do what it do. But I'm glad to have you a part of the club. Your baby is beautiful and you're, you're going to be a great father, sir. Thank you so much, sir. But like, welcome to NXT 2.0. SB Freeze, that guy, he tells you what it's all about. SB, what's, it, what's causing all this? 
Well, let's get to it for the NXT 2.0 review. Nikita Lyons was announced injured in the women's breakout tournament. She was scheduled on last night's episode of NXT 2.0 to face Fallon Henley in a semifinals match in the women's breakout tournament. We came back from commercial break and Mackenzie Mitchell is interviewing Fallon Henley with Briggs and Jensen and Mackenzie announces that Nikita Lyons suffered an injury that forced her to withdraw from the women's breakout tournament. Henley was supposed to get a free buy to the finals, but something else that we talked about last week, you know, for weeks we've been saying Nikita Lyons is the favorite. She's the one to win. But we also said Tiffany, it was strange that Tiffany Stratton wasn't in this tournament, being that she had she is one of the new faces of the NXT 2.0 women's division. So she came in to uh, uh, confront Fallon Henley and said that uh, Henley didn't earn her spot in the women's breakout tournament finals. And Fallon challenges Tiffany to face her tonight in that semifinals matchup of the women's breakout tournament. And with the line, and I had to get this quote for quote because I usually only do quote for quote for Joe Gacy promos, but I had to get this line in from Fallon Henley. She no, says, you, you want to come at, you want to come at me? Well, yeehaw biscuit. I'll come right back at you. I got you there. Cause mud mother is whooping everyone's booty in the chat. No swearing, no racism, <laughs> no extreme opinions. Say that for 4chan. This is wrestle talk. This is peace, love and harmony. We even try to do peace, love, and harmony with our reviews. But yeah, Yeehaw Biscuit. I wrote that down there. I was like, mm, I want to say the B word, but Mon Mother will whoop me. So uh, Yeehaw Biscuit, that, that, that's what she said. Oh, my fudge. <laughs> so uh, how do you feel about Nikita Lyons being out? I, I mean, we haven't, we didn't hear any additional information. There hasn't been any reporting from, you know, the, the usual news sources that this is a real injury or this is a storyline injury. All we could go by is what they said on the show. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of questions for the, if this is a valid injury or not, because also on this show, you had someone who rolled their ankle in training so there was a lot of mystery injuries that we didn't see that uh, have happened off air before this episode which we'll get into but we're really here to talk about Nikita Lyons being injured being out of the women's breakout tournament I, I mean me myself I'm gonna go on I think it is probably a legit injury because they seem to be building this whole tournament around Nikita Lyons winning and then getting her shot at the NXT Women's Championship. We've talked about it for weeks. She's the viral superstar of this women's division and it seemed like this was a tournament made for her to win. So I have to kind of, I'm leaning on the side of believing it, but I'm I'm only slightly leaning because this is WWE and they come up with injuries all the time. Well, WWE have a history of great things coming out of uh, either people getting punished or injured. So if uh, Triple H then do the curtain call, there'll be no Austin 316 with Austin winning King of the Ring. There are other examples like 
Brian Danielson winning WrestleMania 30. That wasn't in the cards for him. He was destined to face Sheamus, but CM Punk walked out. What I'm trying to say is it may be a blessing in disguise for all the other women's wrestler in that tournament, ideally Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton. But uh, yeah, so if it's legit injury, am I right? Did those splits just, she, did she split too far? You know? You, pull the hammy, pull the hamstring or something. You could. It's easy to pull a hamstring on that. Don't drop that dunk to dunk. That, yeah. that finisher that she does. Yeah, she dropped the dunk to dunk, and now she dunk the dunk in a medical facility. <laughs> and now she dunk the dunk dunk can't perform in this tournament. <laughs> yeah, she caught. But yeah, SP, what, what's going on? What's the what's the rest of the show saying? What's what's, the, what's it saying? Was your boy on? Well, let's talk about the women's breakout tournament first. But of course, we want to hear from all of you. What do you guys think about Nikita Lyons being out of the tournament? We're going to tell you who is going to be the finalist in the women's breakout tournament. I don't, they didn't announce it out front for next week's episode. So I don't know if they're going to save the finals for in your house or possibly for next week's show. We don't know as of yet, but we want to hear from all of you. What do you think about Nikita Lyons injury? Do you believe it? Do not. Who's your favorite to win the tournament? WrestleTalk.com for support. Send us the token chats because this is an interactive show. We always love to hear from all of you, even if it's not about NXT 2.0. You want to accept about about joining the DAD squad. You want to congratulate him on on bringing. Do you know some... that's an open. Do you know that's an open secret? Yeah, because I haven't announced yeah. it on social media. Like as far as people's concerned, I'm just uh, chilling in the backwoods somewhere, childless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to see the congratulations in the chat because we, whenever, whenever there's a new member of the DAD Inc. a part of Wrestle Talk, it's me and Luke only right now. We got a new member and we got an enforcer. This is like when Evolution, when Ric Flair and and Triple H, I'd be Ric Flair because Luke, Luke. No, I think me and Luke are the same age, but he's a little older in the Wrestle Talk world, so he's Ric Flair. I'm Triple H, and we got our Batista. We got the Big Dave. We got Big Dave here with us, a part of the DAD Evolution. Not just yes. that, my baby was eleven pounds. <laughs> 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 11 pounds so, so give me a c-section because she would have tore my partner's finger part it would have looked like a punched lasagna if we did to go for a c-section it just would have ruined it would have wrecked her but my, my my whole life would have been wrecked <laughs> the spice would be gone should have been torn Oh my goodness! I did not know that. I I I I know you probably messaged me this, but I, I, this is this is new information. Taking it in, yeah, <laughs> eleven like, pounds. Like, oh he, my god! He her out. I was like, that's the culprit. That's the big son of a. You know what? That's my daughter right there. So yeah. I, I, I did hear uh, that in the chat. Thank you all for informing me. YouTube is putting me and Sat in slow motion. So yes, what I said is that Sat is a part of the DAD squad. He is a new father. His his kid was born the day after my birthday in SP3 week. It's no longer SP3 week. It's baby Nyangi week. Yes. Taking, taking the crown. Taking the crown already. That way, she's she's a little principetta, you know, a little Italian that's gonna come, you know, through later on. We talk about a mystery Italian wrestler coming to NXT 2.0. We're out, Val Fabian. We're out, Val. I, I I will I will get to you because on the version that I watch, I think they cut that out. They they didn't know that was a part of the show, maybe. But I'll oh. let you. I'm I'm gonna give you that. Honor. Oh, really? But, 
but like I said, uh, the women's breakout tournament is what we're going to start off the show with. But send us those mocha chats. What you think about Nikita Lyons' injury? What you think about Sat being the new DAD in town? And what you think about the women's breakout tournament? Because we had two semifinal matches on this episode. Roxanne Perez versus Lash Legend. This was immediately after the announcement of Nikita Lyons' injury. This was kind of the David versus Goliath battle of the tournament. Legend didn't get an entrance, and I just put in my notes, that was disrespectful because that's one of the best things she does is the entrance. I like... And SP3 was confused by what I said last week. Don't you not see her? Her and Britt Baker just like pointing at people. And even the point is like they're tapping on invisible, uh, you know, tablets when they come out. <laughs> it's like, you're deleted, you're deleted, you're disgusting. I like that Lash Legend has leaned in more of a host wrestler. Because in the beginning, we're learning how to wrestle. You, you feel the pressure that you have to do so much in the ring. Someone like her, she can do simplistic moves like backbreakers and delay suplexes and make that look cool. And that's what she did in this match against Roxanne Perez. I was happy. Roxanne Perez made Lash Legend look like Jan Gonzalez. She, she went out there and she really showed off her strength in this matchup. They officially announced during the match that uh, Tiffany Stratton was taking Nikita Lyons' spot in the semifinals against Fallon Henley. Uh, Legend hits a nice uh, reverse vertical suplex, not even a regular delayed suplex, but a reverse vertical suplex or early on. One of the more, more impressive things that I've seen Lash Legend do so far. She then hit a vertical uh, butterfly backbreaker, which was pretty nice as well. I I did uh, the CWC. I got it. I got it. <laughs> they came up with the lashes trash chant, which reminded me of when they used to uh, do this. Nah. Sasha is rat oh. is ratchet oh. chants back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember those, but see, even those chants, the chant for lash legend and the chant for Sasha Banks, I feel like there's some extra spice behind those chants. I don't know about it. It's something about the way they say it as well. Lash, she is trash. I was like, what do you mean she's trash? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What are you trying to get at here? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just probably in the ring but that's besides the point uh perez makes a comeback but legend gets control again uh she sets up for a power bomb but perez reverses into the code rock slash pop rocks as they as they have coined it now for the victory i thought perez was once again great she's the best she's one of the best in-ring workers in all of nxt 2.0 whether it's male female i think she's come in and she's really been impressive and legend got the show off some of her strength with some good power moves and i would say that this is right behind that second match with nikita lyons as her best match that she's had so far what did you think sat roxanne perez is a breath of fresh air she also kind of reminds me of bret hart when sometimes bret hart would just do a finisher out of nowhere that's what kind of reminded me of when what, what she did when she reversed that power bomb into pop rocks pop rock and stock pop rock and jack uh lash legend like i said uh, she's she's athletic. When she does the kip up, it's to show you guys, hey, I got an athletic background. She's got the character work. I miss her show, her talk shows. I severely miss that show. That was a great way to introduce wrestlers and flesh out their personality. It's like they almost forgot what got her over in the first place, especially as like a meme character in the beginning. So I hope that she goes back to doing what she does best, which is great character work. She's showing a bit in the ring. Again, she's honing in the host work. And Roxanne Perez, she may win the whole thing. But the fact that she already faced Mandy, I'm not too sure. You know what I'm saying? But then again, Tiffany Stratton, you don't want, you know, heel versus heel or whatever. So I don't know if Tiffany Stratton winning might be an indication of who may win 
against Mandy, whoever Mandy faces, Wendy Chu, who knows? So, you know. This isn't a 100% predictable, uh, you know, finals, but definitely Perez has to be considered one of the favorites. Like I said, she's just been so great in, in a short amount of time. She's been with the, with the, on NXT 2.0 for like a month and a half. And already I would put her up there with any of the women in the division as far as in-ring workers. Also, may I add, she's been in the, a kid came before Roxanne. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A kid. Where's A kid? A kid's missing. A kid's missing, guys. And everyone's sitting there calm. A kid's missing. <laughs> but uh... someone, someone find A kid. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have my graphics guy come up with a most wanted a photo or a milk carton photo of A kid. Where is A kid? A, a kid's gone, guys. A kid's missing. <laughs> We need to find this kid. Where's a kid? Someone I'm find a kid. I'm looking Come for on. a kid. Not my kid. <laughs> a kid. A um, kid. The other semi-finals matchup that was on this show set was Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. Stratton had some new gear that made her look very similar to what Charlotte Flair wears when she wears the... Uh, 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 the the 101 Dominations outfit that when she plays Corella Deville, uh, those type that type of outfit it was very similar what Tiffany Stratton had on. Barrett and Vic are arguing about Tiffany being in this match with Wade saying that Stratton's win over Saray three weeks ago should be considered her quarterfinal win. She see everybody's thinking about checkers he's thinking about chess that argument <laughs> stood out to me on commentary uh you also had tiffany shine she hit a delayed over the top rope senton and then focused on uh henley's left knee she follows with the uh the double flip elbow in the corner and due to the work on the knee it paid off in the end so this match had better psychology than most of the developmental matches here henley is hobbled so stratton takes advantage she hits a drop kick in the corner and and then her corkscrew Vader bomb for the win to move on to the women's breakout tournament finals. So it's going to be Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne Perez in the finals. Now, Grayson Waller came out and celebrated with Stratton after the win. What did you think about this match? Guys, this moment, right? So for months, maybe, I don't know how long I've been doing this. I feel like I've been doing it for months. So I've been ragging on Tiffany Stratton. At one point, I even called her Mandy 1.0, only because of her outfit. Ladies and gentlemen, did you notice that Tiffany Stratton no longer dresses like Mandy 1.0? She's got a new outfit. She's got a little short, you know, shoes and everything. She looks great. She did great in the ring. I am officially a fan. I saw she had potential. Don't get it twisted. I'm not jumping on the train now. I was more like holding onto the train, waiting for it just to get a little bit, you know, on the tracks, moving a little bit before I jumped on. Because she kind of reminded me of Alexa Bliss, because Alexa Bliss also has the gymnastic background as well. But... But I don't feel like Alexa uses it to the degree that uh, Tiffany Stratton does. It was a case of like putting those two together, putting her in-ring moves with her uh, gymnast prowess together. And she did it in this match. And I was super impressed. She actually out-wrestled Fallon Henley, who was in the independence, just to let you guys know, Fallon Henley was a thing in the independence because the independence is a thing. You have to wrestle, you know, somewhere and hot dogs and handshakes and so forth just to be seen legitimate. But Tiffany Stratton was a better wrestler. She whipped her biscuits. <laughs> so I am, am happy about the semi-final. That Tiffany versus Roxanne Perez. Mwah. 
Yeah, I, I think it's less predictable than uh, what people may imagine because, you know, I can realistically see Tiffany Stratton winning to get her some legitimate heel heat because I feel like she she doesn't have, like, heel heat right now. She's more of just, like, this character, the rich girl character. Uh, you know, Grayson Waller does give her some heat, their association, but her coming in in the semifinals, not actually winning a quarterfinal matchup and then winning the whole tournament, that is how you would uh, kind of solidify her as a heel. And especially with what's going on on the main roster, the main roster needs some women's tag team. So I don't know how long we're going to have toxic attraction on this show. So if you want to fill in that top heel in the women's division very easily and transition toxic attraction, the entire act up to the main roster, it could be Tiffany Stratton who wins the breakout tournament. Well, people saying her character has a ceiling. No, it doesn't. She actually has a character, and we've seen it before in TV shows, reality TV shows per se. She they can just hone in on that. Cast her fictional father, her fictional mother, make her an Instagram influencer. There's so many storyline threads you can do with Tiffany Stratton. You're always in one side of what could be a multi-layered character, just to let you guys know. You know, appears as a ceiling, but uh, I am a fan, and I think she could do more. Grayson Waller comes across as her bestie that she's friend zoned, and she doesn't <laughs> want anything to do with. That is, was it boot with a Bucky Brewster, wherever Pretty in Pink, where that character in Pretty in Pink oh. friend zoned. That's Grayson Waller. I don't see any chemistry. Whatever chemistry they had when she wasn't showing her face, that went as soon as they start hanging out. They got shopping together, getting new clothes. There's no heat. There's no magnetism there. X Young Quinn. Now that's a guy you should put with Tiffany Stratton. Your uncle with unsolicited advice, just telling her, spread your money better. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Grayson Waller has been friend zoned, and Exion Quinn, Zion Quinn is the. She next likes the accent. Target. Get the other Aussie. Get the other Aussie. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But let's get to the beginning of the show set, which started off with our boy, Tony D'Angelo, with two dimes and stacks. And uh, Tony D isn't pleased with what happened last week with Sand Toes. Uh, knocking- it is, right? <laughs> when he says it, it's just like, it lingers. Why does it linger? Because Santos, Santos. <laughs> He he emphasizes the first half of the of the name and it's it sounds like he's saying sand toes, not Santos. Uh he says sand toes, uh <laughs> knocking out Tony with the brass ducks last week. Uh they will make an example of those two stunads, and we then see Santos Escobar behind them without them seeing him. And he, that was a nice little zoom in. That was that was like that was a- cinematography right there. Oh, dude, I put that down. Listen, that wasn't Kevin Dunn. You know what I'm saying? Whoever's in charge of that, if if it's like uh, Borash, it's Borash, are you behind this? Uh, so um, I like the fact that it was a different opening. Put some respect on his name. Michael Hickenbottom is book of the year for the simple reason that he doesn't follow formula. He just gives you something out of his heart. He prays to the almighty and he gets a vision and he brings that vision to NXT 2.0. So that was a great way to start because every week when you watch NXT, you never know what to expect. It could be great. It could be trash. It could be in the middle, but you never, ever know. That was great. Yes. And like we've been saying for a couple of weeks, the one big positive about this show is a lot of women's wrestling, a lot of attention on women's wrestling. And we just talked about two women's matches for the women's breakout tournament. And we're going to talk about two more because there was two more on the show. Even if it's not like the whole show full of women's matches, you get anywhere between two to four women's matches. So I love the attention on women's wrestling, regardless of where they're at in their progression, because this is a developmental show. They do focus on that. But this week, they started off the show focusing on a new tag team, being Channing, Stax, Lorenzo, and Troy, two times Donovan. Boo. Get an Andy Dutson wannabe out of there. Boo. We don't you like stop you. Stop picking on Andy. Stop picking on Andy. Listen, I'm not. See, Andy, Andy's lethal with a pen. He can just write some barbs and just take me down without anything. I'm just saying, it's never a diss at Andy. I'm just trying to point out how out of place this guy looks. It's like putting Andy in a group. It's not a disservice to Andy. Andy would fit anywhere but the mob, if that makes sense. Do you know what I'm trying to say, guys? It's not a diss to Andy. It's trying to, what is collectively, who do we know? I don't know some of you people in the chats, but who do we collectively know? We know Andy Datsun. Would Andy Datsun fit with Tony D's mob group? No, he wouldn't. He would stand I think, out. I think, I, think, I think he could be a Mama Luke. He could be a Mama Luke. For comedic, for comedic sense, he can pull it off. But in terms of being serious, this guy's got no charisma. He can't read a cue card properly. 
and his movesets is so behind. I'm more of a stacks guy. I'm a fan of stacks. They took off his hat and he was bold. I was like, Vito, what happened? No, you're thinking of two two dimes is the one that you like. Two dimes is the one. Stacks is the whiter is the the whiter of the two gentlemen. Wait, okay, I like two dimes then. Whoever, whoever he is, Dollar Store Vito. I'm a fan of him. And then he has like this weird haircut. Like it, he's not even bald. He looked bald when he wears the yes, hat. And then he has you. this weird little haircut. Like I was like, that's not even a fade. That's not even a Caesar. What no, is that's that? A, that's a picky blinder. <laughs> You know how you go to the barbershop and you got all the numbers? Man, he just made up a number. He was like, let me get a 46 on a 44. <laughs> he just made up some number on the barbershop list for that haircut. But they are versing Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. I'm upset that this was the opener of the show because we didn't get any Malik Blade and Idris Anofe backstage segments, which is their strong point. But they showed some athleticism here. Anofe... Uh, he hit like a beautiful drop kick early on. Anofe and Blade then hit a nice little double team, ending with uh, I think it's stacks in the corner, and Anofe hits like a, a modified six one nine underneath the second the second rope. Uh, we see Legado del Fantasma watching the match back in the locker room, and then Escobar he makes sure Electra Lopez is ready for her match later on, and then he takes Del Toro and Wild to the ring. We get a huge uh, misstep by Blade in this matchup where he slips on the ropes on a springboard drop on a springboard I think drop kick or clothesline I'm not sure I know why he slipped he saw the timing was off that stacks guy was not in place so when he jumped off the ropes he's like oh crap I'm gonna crash and burn and he crashed and kind of burnt because he there's so much of a gap between him and stacks I was going to say my dude, my dude probably had ashy elbows before the match and he put too much baby oil on his elbows, too much cocoa butter. And that's why he slipped on the top rope. Uh, Legato del Fantasma stands at the entranceway to watch the wise guys hit a double team punch and then a double team running boot meet in the middle type of move maneuver for the win. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to call it. They just did like the, the double punch, a, a double forearm, and then they did the I just called it boot. a double boot in the face. You said beat in the middle, and then it took me a second to realize, no, that beat, a different kind of beat, a beat and greet, if you will. But yeah, <laughs> you said beat in the middle. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm, I'm throwing this podcast off the tracks. Let's <laughs> go back on. Definitely. <laughs> He's taking, he's veering me left, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this was fine, but it was very developmental. That's what I put in my notes. Uh, Post match, a huge pull apart brawl breaks out between Legado del Fantasma and the family. And this came off like anarchy. So this was a nice little development of this storyline and feud, as it seems like they're going to blow this off at In Your House from what we heard later on from Tony Delangelo and the wise guys. What did you think about the opener? here like you said the match was very basic that's what development that's what when sp3 says developmental that's what he means the match was very basic and uh there wasn't uh, from the parts of the wise guys there, there wasn't a much to to suss out if they're great in the ring but in terms of malik blade and enofe idris enofe i like the fact that uh, idris enofe did a leapfrog but he did like a crossbody leapfrog to get out of the yeah. situation and then the double team moves are very smooth they got great vertical leap both guys and i do feel like once they hone in and they refine the tag team even give them a name 
they can be ones to watch in a year's time. Yeah, I think I think they they have potential for sure. Idris Sanofe and Malik Blade, they've showed some charisma with their backstage segments. They show a whole lot of athleticism uh, in their matchup. So they just got to hone it in and we won't have the missteps like we had in this match here. And a great comment from Bubba. He was like, can tell Seth's not slept well. I haven't slept well since last Thursday. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Last Tuesday. Because we had to wake up early on Wednesday for me. Like, yeah, I haven't, I've been up, guys, for, for years now. For this, years. Is, this is the sign of being a new dad. <laughs> you know what? Ace, Ace Shock asked something. Can you, can you highlight that quickly? I want to answer that question. I just uh, want to answer that question. Ace, Ace Shock, the Brandy Norwood question. Just quickly. Uh, I mean, if you, if you see it, uh, wait, with the women's tag team titles? No, it's okay. Yes, I'm a huge Brandy Norwood fan. That came up. Oh, such a, oh. Such a Banks cousin. Such a Banks cousin. Yeah. She's my favorite R&B singer of all time. There you go. New dad energy, guys. Yes. I love Brandy. She's my favorite R&B artist of all time. Bar none. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. New dad energy right there from Sat E. Uh, <laughs> backstage, uh, Mackenzie Mitch- uh, Mitchell interviews Wesley, who has taped ribs thanks to the attack from B- Von Wagner last week. And he's still upset about what Senka the Thunder had to say last week. He even raises his voice to uh, Mackenzie because he said, she says, like, she she says, uh, Senka didn't mean any disrespect. He was like, it, it was disrespectful to me. Uh, Lee says he has to fight guys like Senka to prove to everyone, especially himself, that I can. So, what did you think about this quick little promo here from Wesley? I like that it was his character is not very black and white. Obviously, he's a face, but it's like a twist on the underdog. You usually get a, a plucky underdog. Oh, I, I think I can. Uh, I'm going to do it. He's more like he's fed up. He lost his tag belt. You, you can't even tell you why he lost his tag belt. He just lost it. He just walked around. I lost my belt for some reason. And now he's got a chip on his shoulder because you got, you got this uncle with unsolicited advice, Exion Quinn, and you got Sanger. Poor guy man his own business, but he's wrong place, wrong time. He's just cranky. So I, I, I like that. I, I like the fact that he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's going to go somewhere. At least he's got a storyline. At least we know where he's going, hopefully. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Wesley with a little bit of a crank in his step. Yeah, it's a little bit more aggression, a little bit more seriousness from Wesley than what we were used to when he was a part of MSK with Nash Carter. So that segued nicely into his matchup with Sangha the Thunder. Uh, Sangha starts off things with by yeeting Lee, uh, uh, yeeting Lee across the ring. Uh, Wes makes a comeback, hitting a double stomp plancha and then sliding drop kick off the apron that drives Sangha into the into the steel steps. Senga hits a lariat uh, on Lee to get the advantage back, turns Lee inside out, and then he hits a choke slam for the win. So this was quick to the point, a nice David versus Goliath squash post-match. Zion Quinn does come out. He gives a round of applause for Senka and then talks some trash to Wesley. But Senka the Thunder comes comes back for Wesley, has his back, and backs down Quinn. So what did you think about this development where seeing Senka the Thunder is really established as a baby face and he's now got some respect for Wesley. Well, first of all, SP3, stop stealing my notes. I actually wrote this. I actually wrote down a classic Dave versus Goliath match. That's the first line paragraph of my notes. I I, I like the development. I was actually shocked that Sanko, Sanko won because the way Grayson Waller whooped his ass 
it killed any credibility he had as a monster giant. So I, I just assumed that Wesley was potentially going to win. So for me, that was an upset that Sanger won because Sanger hasn't wrestled much. He doesn't have a, a great track record. So for me, that was an upset because he beat a former tag team champion. Uh, Exion Quinn, the further establishing his, you know, his uh, unsolicited uncle advice gimmick that he's got going on. He comes in, talks some trash, like pull up your pants. If you wore better shoes, you would have won a match or so forth or whatever. And Sangor seems to be a nice guy. Is there going to be an odd couple tag team? Is Sangor and Wesley going to be a tag team? Are they going to do that whole slightly uh, tone deaf comedy of where Wesley's trying to uh, make Sang- Sangor more American, you know, making f- some 420. Yeah, get him to smoke weed. That's what I yes. was going to say. Yes. And then Sangha will tell him how, you know, yoga originated from, you know, where India, you know, are they going to go that route? I hope not. It's the 21st century. Please, if you're aiming at millennials and, and Zoomers, please do not do offensive storylines like they might potentially do. I can see the storyline where it's going to go. I can see like the do the whole fish out of water thing where Wesley's going to help Sangha get some women or the other way around. I don't know. But it could be an odd couple tag team coming. I was more hoping that Nathan Fraser will be a tag team partner for Wesley because right now there's not much going on because I feel like the North American title seems stacked and, and then they need more tag teams and Nathan, Nathan Fraser would be a great, you know, addition to Wesley. With Ikabinjiro, with Wesley, with Nathan Frazier, this would have been great for them to have a Cruiserweight Championship, but hey, they got rid of that at the beginning of the year. For great reasons because... Michael Hickenbottom, Booker D, man. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I love how you stand by your boy, Hickenbottom. Um, backstage, we go to Cora Jade. He's, uh, she's giving a pep talk to her best friend, Roxanne Perez, ahead of her women's breakout tournament match against Lash Legend. And she brings up this whole story about Perez having a match with Jenna Waters in Austin, Texas. And Waters threw their stuff out of the locker room. And then Roxanne went on to beat her. And then Perez says that uh, Cora is leaving out the part where she hit Jenna with a skateboard backstage and Cora says no one talks trash about them not even uh, Electra Lopez and then says she will watch Alexa's Electra's matchup against Alba Fire from the crowd so what did you think about this further interaction between Perez and Jade they seem to kind of be trying to build this connection and this friendship possibly future NXT women's tag team champions here you know, okay. Oh, if it wasn't for the fact that Katana and Caden have become more prominent the last few weeks, then that would have been my my pick. But I I am of the rule. I'm like the other Booker from the other show. I like to repay people that have been there for a long time and give them their chance to shine. So I do think Katana and Caden should be the one to win it. I would like it to see as a a foreshadowing of a future feud between the two. I hope it's Roxanne that ends up becoming champion, and Cora's like, hey, I've been here longer than you. And it leads them to feuding because I do feel like a Cora Hill turn, it would be money. And when she said nobody talks crap, it's true. Cora J's got a lethal Twitter finger. If you don't believe me, ask Darby Allen. She made she made up and shook her. That man went to witness protection. He went social media witness protection after she flamed him on Twitter. So you wouldn't mess with Cora Jade because that girl, she is a, a child of the internet and she shows it. Don't make fun of her skateboarding to her face. She, le- she learned from her idol, AJ Lee. AJ Lee was always had the silver tongue, always came at people on social media. So 
I guess she learned from her. Uh, we were also backstage where we saw uh, Braun Breaker, where I just put two jabronis because I don't know who these guys were. Uh, <laughs> I put two unnamed trainees. I put more respect on them than you. See, since I've become a father, SB3, I've been, I've been changing my ways. I've been trying to mature as an individual, you know? It may last for a few weeks. It might go back to my old self. By the moment, I'm trying to change. So two jabronis uh, tell Braun Breaker that the Druids went into his locker room. And this started off the mind games on Braun Breaker on this show. Braun runs into the locker room, but no one is there. And apparently they left a photo of from 20 years ago of Braun as a kid with his father. So uh, they were establishing that Braun has daddy issues on the show set. Also, I like uh, <laughs> Braun's reaction. Oh, this is from 20 years ago. Oh, gosh. Th that was his reaction, though. Why are they making this man do acting? Why does he have to get it? <laughs> that was right. He, that's what he emoted. He saw the picture. What? Oh, this from 20 years ago, guys. Yikes. Oh, oh, shucks. It's from 20 yeah. years ago. <laughs> That's what he said. If you don't believe me, for, for those of you that skipped the show just to watch this, I, I, I implore you, go watch that scene. He was just be like, oh, man, a picture of mine. I'm not unsettled at all. See, regardless of how you feel about this Joe Gacy broad breaker uh, feud, no. it's at his best when Joe Gacy is the one doing the talking and no. the emoting. <laughs> I blame Joe Gacy for low ratings all around. Will you stop? This is not Joe Gacy's fault. He's been the MVP of this show for weeks. This is why I'm down on this show, because I didn't get enough Joe Gacy talking on this show. Because my complaints work. Tiffany Stratton's got a new outfit, and we've got less Joe Gacy, because they know Joe Gacy does not equal ratings. He equals channel changing. I like Joe Gacy, but not the character right now. Just hey, they did over 600,000 viewers last week. I'm not sure it's going to be as much this week. But <laughs> Alexa Lopez uh, was next. She went up against Alba Fire. We see Cora Jade in the front row with popcorn. Uh, Such a troll. Such a troll. <laughs> and what is it with popcorns? WWE got this lifetime supply of popcorns. They just have a guy come out with popcorn, a woman come out with popcorn. <laughs> It wasn't as good as Big E in the in the crowd with popcorn. that's goated. That's, that's yeah, goated. That, that's an all-time meme. Uh Lopez works over Alba's arm until Fire makes a comeback with a super kick and then the Glasgow kiss that headbutt. I was like, I was like, ah, I see, I see you taking a taking a page out of Drew McIntyre's book. And then she follows up with a Swanton bomb for the win. This was another quick match, but still uh Alba Fire looked good here in their reintroduction of her, kind of dominating uh Electra Lopez despite Lopez kind of getting her off in the middle of this matchup and then post-match Electra Lopez knocks the popcorn out of Cora Jade's hands and that apparently sets up a match between Cora Jade and Electra Lopez for next week's episode what did you think about this match here so for me because um I remember I keep on saying that how Roxanne Perez is one of the best the reason why she's one of the best is Io Shirai and it's Alba Fire so Alba Fire Kaylee Ray before that she was just you know a Scottish woman Dominate title reign. Then they dyed her hair bright red to the point where you have to put the brightness down on your keyboard and the TV. But her hair this week, phenomenal. The mix, the darker tint to the red. And then, you know, SP3. Someone's reading our, our tweets or something because she came out with a flaming baseball bat. I'm loving the presentation. I feel like she's got it. 
someone went in there, they said, okay, whatever Karrion Cross didn't use, whatever Ember Moon didn't use, they just give it to her. Because the whole packaging was incredible. I am a fan. But the only thing I've noticed since she's come back is Alba Fire. We haven't really seen her wrestle to the degree that we know she can. Heck, she gave us a senton bomb because there's nothing swanny about that move. She almost went rolling rock with it. She went at an angle. But yeah, Alba Fire, she, her, her, even like, we're talking about where she wearing a shirt around. I think it's like a half kilt. I think that's what the guy with. It's like a, it's like a burn up kilt that she's keeping around her or something. But yeah, I love her look. That's what she, we didn't know that's what she needed, but she needed that change. Heck, some of the best female wrestlers from the UK have had name change. Her name change is fire, pun intended. And I can't wait to see what they do with her on the main roster. Because I feel like with her long reign in NXT UK, she doesn't need the NXT title. Just send her straight to the main roster. Because right now they're depleted. Unless you shook your head, you think that's wrong? No? No, no, no. I think that she doesn't need the NXT Women's Mm. Championship. And this is all about kind of giving her a character so that the transition to the main roster will work. I I think this this is what of the better name changes because it, it it wasn't just a name change for name change sake this was a name change that came with the whole entire character a new presentation a new entrance i love the bat on fire and her it out i i'm pretty sure that joey janela would have wished that his fire went out so easily but that didn't work out for him but it worked out for alba fire during her entrance gcw reference guys look it up Read the article, WrestleTalk.com. Um, backstage, Damian Kemp is in the Diamond Mine gym and then informs the Creed brothers and Ivy Nile that Roderick Strong rolled his ankle, so the match with Pretty Deadly is canceled. The Creeds and Nile give Kemp a speech about fighting through injury because that's the Diamond Mine way, and they bring up uh, Brutus nearly blowing out his ankles on the cannonball last week against the Viking Raiders, and then the Creeds say they will take care of pretty deadly at in your house on june 4th what did you think about this whole exchange and the mysterious injury the rolling of the ankle for roger strong canceling the match with kemp and strong versus pretty deadly on this episode i've rolled my ankle before by walking it's one of the most embarrassing injuries i've ever had uh I, I, I made a joke that probably Nikita Lyons and Roderick Strong ran away together, but the man's married, so I'm going to put some respect on his marriage, on his name, on his partner, on his child. Um, Roderick Strong not being there is a huge question mark. Because hmm, it's, it's, it's usually WWE do his thing where when the wrestler's there, they have him sell an injury. Heck, have him on crutches. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's kind of like, hmm, was it a family emergency why we couldn't have Roderick Strong there? We know he wants to leave NXT because he's seen the ceiling. He's past his peak. He's won every single title except for the main one, (laughs) NXT World Championship. So he's seen it. Heck, they got a young guy like Julius Creed. Who has he ever beat? talking about the diamond mine way this is why i i wish we had someone like mr stone or someone of authority i can't take um julius creed seriously it's kind of like when world strongest tag team turned on kurt angle i couldn't take those two guys seriously you're just two guys propping up kurt angle you know who are you who do you ever beat you know so for me i'm not comfortable with julius thinking he could talk bad of his coach his mentor the leader of diamond mine and poor damon kemp his win-loss record so bad he can't be straight included into the group because he's never beaten anyone he still gotta earn his stripes he has to beat someone and roger strong has to win in 2022 for him to be considered the diamond mine leader and i'm not talking about over on nxt uk when people from the uk don't even watch that show nope 
I think it cancelled like a long time ago. It's still on. It's still I'm on. I'm kidding. Every I Thursday. It, I call, okay, I want to put some respect. I call it the, the Ilya hour because I only watch when Ilya Dragunov has great matches. When they say, yeah. Ilya had a great one hour match, I was like, I'm going to watch it. And I, don't, and I scra- scrapped the rest. No offense to the guys in the UK, but nobody asked you for, to, to do this in the first place. I don't care. It's, no one told you to kill the UK indies and create a show that you don't even promote that well. So. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, next was the whole announcement of Nikita Lyons being injured that we talked about, and then Rock, uh, Roxanne Perez versus Lash Legend. After the matchup, we go backstage to Toxic Attraction, who is cutting a promo while Mandy is walking to the ring for her matchup against Indy Hartwell. And then they get jumped, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, by Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Yes, it wasn't just a one-off with them watching the the network exclusive with their promo last week they actually took the fight to the champions and so rose is on her own for the next matchup which was against indy hartwell hartwell comes out with new theme music this week so they're giving her the 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 gloss over sat they're saying new music new you you don't have a relationship you don't have a best friend anymore we're gonna establish you now but We'll talk about this matchup. Um, she's gone. In, she's gone on her own way, if you will. On her own way, pun intended. Uh, Indy showed off her strength early on before Rhodes took the advantage. She worked over Hartwell's lower back during the commercial break, and then when we come back, Indy co- makes her comeback. Got a near fall off a spine buster, and then Toxic Attraction all beaten up dragging their legs like this scarlet witch uh domestic attraction came down to ringside but chance and carter uh attack from behind jane got in the ring with chance so hartwell gives uh Jane the big boot and takes her out of the ring before Rose hits a pump knee for the win to get another victory here Indy Hartwell she she was okay in this match. The match overall was decent, but I thought the finish was another lame finish. I'm starting to get kind of over these distraction finishes for Mandy Rose. Like, I understand she's a heel, but Mandy Rose should be at the point where she's able to beat someone without a distraction or toxic attraction interfering. Post-match, though, we get Wendy Chu, who hits Mandy Rose in the face with a sack of balls. Literally. Literally a sack of balls. True then drops her balls on Mandy Rose's body before raising the NXT Women's title. Yes, I put that in my notes and I smiled the entire time. <laughs> you know, see, this ain't you know, a fatherhood got me. Uh, a, a week ago, that would have been one of the jokes I wrote down for myself. I didn't. I, I, just, <laughs> I just wrote that this match was stuck on first gear. Didn't really progress far. It was a standard TV match. Uh, Indy Hartwell's got a lot more to offer. I mean, she does a great springboard elbow. That's like one of the examples of what she can do in the ring. But yeah, it, we're now going up to Wendy Chu. Could Wendy Chu win and beat Mandy Rose? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But what I'm sick of, like SB3, is wrestlers getting in the ring. Wrestlers that's not in the match. Your seconds, your managers, your valets, as soon as they touch their feet in the ropes or on the mats, on the canvas, disqualification. That was a disqualification. That was an easy one. Indy got distracted and that forced her off her game. She could have won. But anyway, like you said, I'm sick of it too. Let's do something different, please. 
I'm I'm just want a different finish for these Mandy Rose matches. I feel like if you've seen one finish to a Mandy Rose you've match, you, you've seen them all at this point. And I feel like it's getting repetitive at this point. So honestly, I'm at the point when this whole feud started, I was like, okay, Wendy Chu is an easy person for Mandy Rose to win here. But I hmm. want Wendy Chu to beat her now. I, I do too, because that means Wendy Chu might lose to Tiffany Stratton. Daddy's little rich girl. Hey, hey. I like her song. Um, the song has grown on me. I, I, I am a fan. I'm a fan of the character because we we haven't really had a character like it. We've had iterations with even Marie and other people. You know, even like I want to say someone like Emma, Emmalina, wherever they tried it, kind of. But Tiffany Stratton nails it. Even when she talks, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting PTSD to like Paris Hilton's TV show or something like that. But yeah, she's definitely heading there. I'm not going to read the comment, but great comment by Bonus Baby. No, it was an actual a pillow, a pillowcase used as a sack with like beach balls and soccer balls inside of it, which she swung and hit Mandy Rose in the face with a sack of balls. I love your face. Your reaction is is what why I wrote that in my notes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> and then dropping all the balls on Mandy Rose's body. And then Rose, she raised the NXT <laughs> Women's Championship in the air. Because that's how you celebrate when you drop your balls on somebody. Uh, backstage. As you Americans like to say, pause. I never pause because I find that things hilarious. She dropped them balls. Was it sweaty? We don't know. We don't know if they were sweaty, they're wet. We don't know anything. Uh, backstage, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews the NXT champion, Braun Breaker, about Joe Gacy's mind games from earlier in the show. And then on the screen behind them, a clip plays of Braun playing high school football when Breaker explains that his father promised him to be at that game, but Rick Steiner couldn't make it since he was in Japan. And the mind game seemed to be working. Do you want to do the delivery of Braun Breaker? Breaker here. Oh, how did it get that? That's me running 5,000 yard dash. Yeah. My dad said he would be there, but he was wrestling in Japan. Oh, gosh. That, that was literally it. Oh, man. How did he get this video? How? Like my guy's Nardwell or something. Oh, oh shucks. How he get that? Yeah. That is like his delivery, though. Oh, that's a game of me. That's me running down there. Yeah, my dad said he'd be there, but he was in Japan. <laughs> that wasn't exactly the delivery of Broad Breaker. This is the man their accent to do these main event promos and any and emote emotion of despair and having daddy issues. He, he, he talks like he, he's more like down. It's more like a you know, it's like a Scott Steiner but in a Rick Steiner kind of rasp. But I'm not gonna do that. It's funny to be like, oh gosh. That's my that's me. Oh that's 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 why I feel like it's, it's Mitch, because Braun's not ready for this type of feud. He needs to be fighting like Von Wagner of all people. At least give him that kind of uh, he's a gladiator. He's in the B movie horror film as the lead character. Like, oh gosh, where did everybody go? 
jock. That is really what he is. He's like the jock in every horror film as he feuds against Joe Gacy. Um, backstage again, we go where we see Pretty Deadly dressed like pirates or Becky Lynch uh, discussing the, the lame injury excuse by Roddy Strong and their in-your-house matchup against the Creeds. They say the Creeds will get yet another example of the two tastiest snacks in NXT. And then they called themselves uh what they called themselves like horses in or the two guys who work as one yes boy and uh this was a typical pretty deadly interview saying that it was good it was good and it fit their characters yeah it was is a standard pretty deadly promo again that that for me uh, confirms that this must have been a last minute thing. The fact they couldn't cover that and have last minute tag teams to face pretty deadly goes to show you that something's going on. Roddy, where are ya? Yeah, I mean, this would this would have been a good week for Pretty Deadly to pick up a victory here, but we don't know about the Roger Strong injury. We don't know too much about the Nikita Lions injury, but both of those are kind of strange how they came up and how they were addressed on this show. So it will probably be something that we talk about next week. Uh, the match following this was Tiffany Stratton getting the victory over Fallon Henley in the women's breakout tournament. Then we go backstage. Caden Carter and Katana Chance are interviewed by Mackenzie. They challenge Toxic Attraction to put the women's tag team titles on the line at In Your House. And then Wendy Chu comes in and she challenges Mandy Rhodes for the NXT Women's Championship for In Your House as well. What do you think about those two additions, which it seems like we're going to get at In Your House in a week and a half now? Well, I'm thankful it's not a six women's tag match. They could have quite easily go that route. So we're getting proper title matches. And I think that, that the Toxic Attraction duo of of jc jane and not forgetting the other one's name i also know the other one's name the gg dolan they're gonna lose the titles to katana and kaden so many names to remember so many of them change uh katana and kaden for the win they've been here for a long time let them win i got dad brain it's kicking in right now uh and i think mandy baby brain they call it baby brain i got baby brain and i think that (laughs) mandy rose is gonna beat wendy chu I, I'm I'm pretty I'm more certain that Carter and Chance are gonna beat Toxic Attraction more than I feel Mandy Rose is gonna lose to Wendy Chu because then, I feel like I feel like the women's breakout tournament winner will probably be the one to dethrone Mandy Rose. Ooh, you think she's gonna sneak out on her? Like Daddy said, I should come out right now and beat you for the title. That'd be great if she could say that. I think it's, I think it's going to be Roxanne Perez because they WWE thinks baby faces should like cash in contracts at like because of all the stuff these heels have done they think it's right for the baby face to win that way. Wouldn't it be fun if uh, Roxanne Perez sends heel off to that as well? She goes, sucker, and then just throws popcorn on Cora's face. Uh, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> we need to get to the fear hell part because I did some research because this is BS. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Let's hear about that because that was one. Well, first they showed a video package of Von Wagner's Path of Destruction as he's going to have this match with Ikamanjiro next. Then we get another vignette of Thea Hale uh, about her high school graduation, which is supposedly today, and she debuts next week on the show. So, what did you hear about Thea Hale? Oh, guys, okay. Wrestling sometimes is meant to be reality based or kayfabe, whatever you want to call it. Thea Hale got into Princeton, she got into all these universities, right? Right? You saw the letterheads and everything, right? Thea Hale is not her real name. 
How the heck does she get into AWS University? Maddie Neasley. Her real name is Maddie. Maddie Neasley is Fear Hell's real name. So those are fake papers. She had my heart broken. I was like, oh, smart girl. Go, you girl. Oh, actually, you're dumb girl. You come into Princeton. You're coming to WWE. Why are you silly? But no, she's forgery. Is that a felony in America? Forgery. She's I'm a pretty forger. sure. I'm pretty liar. sure you you can't you can't give a college the wrong name and get accepted into the college. Yes. So she's showing all these rows of envelopes, the letterheads. I'm saying fear hell, fear hell. And I was like, hmm. I wrote it down. I was like, so make a note of this and investigate. And I investigated. Fear hell is not gonna get a new name changed down the line. Fear hell's already got a new name already. She's not going to Princeton. She's a liar. You ain't smart. <laughs> Sad is starting another expose. He's gonna do an expose about, about forgery, college, college acceptance, forgery. I'm the new Bixen span. I'm the new Bixen span. The dark side of NXT 2.0, ladies and gentlemen. Here, <laughs> only, only from Sad E Nyangi. Um, backstage, we get Duke Hudson. He approaches Bra- uh, Braun Breaker in the locker room. He says that he has nothing to do with anything with these mind games that have gone on throughout the show. And then he brings up Braun Breaker having daddy issues, which I clap for. This is the first time I clap for anything Duke Hudson had to say. What? Duke, he exudes so much charisma there. Did you not hear his stilted delivery? That was phenomenal. He's dry as a piece of toast with no butter. That's what makes him great. He really is, though. It, it pisses off Breaker. Uh, Braun shoves Hudson into the locker, and then Duke says, Gacy was right about you. You can't control your, ra- your rage. <laughs> that was great delivery, too. Duke Hudson, right, especially his main event, the guy got something there. Just give him, like, a Mr. Stone or Sophia Cromwell. Heck, put him in a tag team of Von Wagner so you have two giants that people nobody likes <laughs> beating people up just to make the ratings go down. <laughs> Put Duke Hudson in the main event every week. That's what that's what Sat wants. So put some butts in seats. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, next was Vaughn Wagner going up against Ikeman Jiro. Jiro comes out hot. He runs to the ring and then he hits a handspring back elbow on Wagner. But Wagner gets control with a modified tour of the islands. That was probably the worst version of tour of the islands I've seen, but it's Vaughn Wagner and Sino Man. Uh, Ikemen makes his comeback, hitting an Aisai moonsault, which was very nice. And then he follows with a top rope tornado DDT for a near fall. Wagner then puts Jiro's jacket over his head like it's a hockey fight and starts slugging Jiro in the head. And then he follows with his modified AA for the win. This was a developmental match. Uh, That's the best I can say about it. But Jiro, he did look impressive. He was the more impressive of the two. Post-match, though, we get Sophia Cromwell comes to the entranceway and points to the announce table. She's trying to be be Danhausen and Sophia Cromwell have a point off. I'm just saying, guys, Sophia Cromwell has the same dead expression as Danhausen. Except, except he actually curses people. Um, she's just Medusa. She just looks at him. Nah, she, she, <laughs> she is. She's actually late '99, early 2000s Tory when she get paranoid and Kane would just beat your ass. Do you remember that time? She spent that weekend with X Park, and all of a sudden she became a nervous wreck. And every time she even like go in the same locker room as her, she's actually changing or whatever. Kane would beat you up for no reason. That's why it reminded me of. It. Finally, know it. That's I what guess. it is. 
I guess. Uh, I guess. Go, go back and watch. <laughs> she points to the commentary table. Wagner pits up Jiro to launch him like he did Wesley last week. But Josh Briggs comes out and attacks Wagner to make the save. So it seems like we're going to get Josh Briggs versus Vaughn Wagner next. I was actually happy about the horse fight and also the last evolved champion, Josh Briggs, coming out there. Listen, get rid of the, the dead weight. Get rid of that uh, Bull McGillicuddy. That's you know a chronic, you know a chronic master debation that he likes to do. Josh Briggs is a hoss. Give him some trunks. Give him some elbow pad. Make him do some yeehaws. This guy's got it. Yeehaw, biscuit. Um, <laughs> in the parking lot, we see Tony D and his wise guys are leaving the, the building. He says that the turf war must end at In Your House, but he suggests first they do another sit down with Legato Del Fantasma. Tony D says, last time you came to us, so this time we will come to you. So they are going to Legato Del Fantasma's home turf. And when Two Dimes shows concern over the last time with AJ Galanti getting kicked, Kidnapped. Tony D says he has something in his back pocket to take care of this this time. So another sit down next week. That riveting sit down was not enough. We got to get part two next week. It's like uh, the Godfather yeah. two. It's going to be one it of the better best. Be. Be not ever. Godfather three. There better be no incest involved in in, in that meeting uh, because we know Santos Escobar does great in those vignettes. That guy is so comfortable. Every yeah. week when I see Santos Escobar on NXT 2.0, my question, it will continue to be that question till he goes, why is he not on the main roster? Do you need another Latin star? He's right there. He's right there. He's just staring you in the face, WWE. With no baggages of any sort of domestic abuse or any tough English issues, the guy's there. He's from a pedigree, from a wrestling family. You know, they love a wrestling family. Oh, Vince loves it. The second or third generation wrestler. Mm, I can mock at you, son. Come here. Hey, he's there, man. Come on. Staring you right in the face, but they'll probably wait until he's like 39. He's getting close. So he's then they'll make him a manager for someone else. Because, heck, <laughs> they did this for Max Dupree. Or they're, or they're putting with a Hall of Famer like they did Damian Priest. Uh, or, or Bad Bunny. They'll put him with a rapper like Bad Bunny. Either or. Um, back from break, Von Wagner, Mr. Stone, and Sophia Cromwell are backstage and they're talking about all their enemies. But Sophia says that Vaughn can handle anything. She believes in Vaughn. She's probably alone in that, though. Okay. I was actually relieved. She is not a corpse. She was alive for that promo. Sophia Cromwell delivered her lines well. So I was actually happy. She's got potential. Her pointing is atrocious, but delivering dialogue, she's better than. Stacks, who I don't like, she's better than Stacks. Yeah, Stacks is now the low you, bar, guys. You don't like Stacks, you like two dimes. I like two dimes. Stacks is terrible. Sophia Cromwell can cut a decent promo, she's actually better than Duke Hudson because she actually had some sass to her. But was I convinced by her sass? I don't know. We'll see you next week. But yeah, but she talked and now we know she's a business associate of Mr. Stone. For weeks, I've been asking, who's that lady? <laughs> Why is Von Wagner beating people up for her? And I was worried for Mr. Stone. I was like, Mr. Stone, she's got the keys to Von Wagner's pea brain. Apparently, apparently she's a business associate of Mr. Stone. So he, he's in control of everything still. And for people asking in the chat, Godfather 3 included some incest. If you've never seen it, spoiler. Spoiler alert uh, for a movie that came out 30 years ago. 
probably 40 um commentary probably born around that time as well maybe i don't know not the 40 part the 30 commentary is talking about uh the night when uh mandy rose interrupts with toxic attraction from the toxic lounge rose says that wendy chu is a joke and she is a grown up kid and i'm a grown apple woman um <laughs> jc jc says <laughs> JC says, no, she's a grown apple woman. Uh, JC says, Chance and Carter will be next to Munchkin Land at In Your House and they accept their challenge. Gigi says, They will walk in as champions and they will walk out as champions and let's make it official next week. And then Rose says, They don't have the balls to take their titles, which is a factual statement. Wendy Chu, Kaden Carter, and Katana Chance, none of them have balls. So factual no wendy chu does have balls she hit it she hit mandy rose in the face with it uh Gigi, will you stop Gigi dolan was the best and the most convincing promo out of toxic attraction here i felt i saw somebody on twitter say it and i kind of felt that vibe she comes off like a young page in a way Wait. from her promo delivery hasn't Gigi dolan always been the one in the group mandy was established mandy's mandy they can put back on the main roster tomorrow jc jane is the one that had to prove herself she's the one i don't really know much about Gigi dolan she's known for being the wife of the guy that got flamed and is now in witness protection for via social media uh yeah Gigi dolan she's got potential so i can't wait to see her develop and shine but yeah next promo is a barbershop segment not the brutus beefcake kind the best segment on this show, we get we go to Cut Wiz, where we got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. They're talking about in your house. Trick says, let's jump him a third time, <laughs> talking about jumping uh, Cameron Grimes. And then comes Cameron Grimes into the barbershop. I wish Cameron Grimes was the old Cameron Grimes and came in and said, I want one of those things you call a fade. Let me get one of those. Um, <laughs> but, he ha- but you know what? As much as we want old Cameron Grimes, this Cameron Grimes kind of reminded me of old Cameron Grimes. He came in cocky, laughing. He sat down in the barbershop chairs. Yes, he hasn't lost that part of him, but they took a lot from him. They have. They massacred our boy. They stripped him down a lot. Uh, Grimes wanted to talk man to man and brings up Mello, calling him lucky last week. Mello says that Cameron is great in the ring, but he doesn't rock that title like Hayes. Grimes says that Mello may have been the A champion, but that's all he will ever be, A champion. And Mello says... He was the A champion, but Cameron is just a title holder. And everybody in the bar was like, oh, boom, oh, oh, oh. It was like a roast battle here. Um, then Grimes, Grimes brings up Nathan Frazier, talking about all his skill, saying that people are saying Nathan Frazier is better than Carmelo Hayes. So he's going to be versing him in a warm-up match next week to get ready for In Your House. And then they go over the In Your House lineup, which already has Grimes versus Hayes confirmed, uh, Creed versus Pretty Deadly, break versus Gacy and then we got the women's title matches what did you think about the cut whiz promo here with Hayes and Grimes I loved it like Trick and Mellow like they they thrive in that sort of environment it kind of reminds me when we had Swerve back in NXT and he used to cut promos in the studio booth and then those people that he was rocking with in the studio booth end up becoming his group so I don't know if the, the people in cut whiz are just extras or are they like WWE um, trainees or jabronis as uh, SP3 likes to say and they're going to debut as a crew probably a stretch there but yeah I like the fact that Cameron Grimes came came 
you know, into the barbershop. And like you said, it's a shame he's not like the old Cameron Grimes where he would have played a little bit of mind games, would have thrown a little shaving cream here and there, a little bit childish demeanor. But, you know, it was nice to set up a match. I hate silly babyface logic of you have to have a warm-up match. You know, you don't have to. You're the champion for a reason. Champions don't have to do warm-up matches. But heck, more power to him. Hey, I do prefer when a champion has a non-title match to get ready for a big match. I liked, you know, talking about AEW, I liked when Hangman Adam Page did his match against Takeshna. That was a great matchup. That was a great hopefully, match. Hopefully Cameron Grimes and Nathan Frazier can have a great match next week. And I think with those two guys' skills, they will. But you know what time it is, Sad. You waited all episodes. Some people come for just this moment. Because love is blind. Learn the lyrics. Learn the lyrics. Where were you learn the lyrics? I, I can't believe people 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 don't realize I'm saying the lyrics is wrong on person on purpose. But okay, learn the lyrics. Why can't you learn the lyrics? Learn no, lyrics. never, never gonna see you on the other side. Oh, learn the lyrics. Where would you learn the lyrics? We go backstage, Jerry Braunbreaker's entrance for the main event, where Joe Gacy is with the Druids, and he says, and I quote, Tonight, you two have done a fabulous job. Clearly, we're getting to him, and in this next match, we'll make sure of it. Yay! <laughs> That's all we got, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we got this week. Oh, by the way, just to, just to give you a quick segue, uh, the 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 mystery wrestlers that's debuting it was after this segment. So apparently, you didn't see it, SP3, Just to let you know, I'm let let you say your piece. <laughs> say your piece, SP3. How you feel? Your guy got cut for time. <laughs> they they cut him off. They cut him off. That was this just felt like a budget cut. I, I wanted more from Gacy here, but hey, the Druids. It's GYV, right? It seems it seems like GYV. Every time I look at them, I'm like, yeah, this looks like Zach Gibson and uh and, and James yeah, Drake for sure. <laughs> but, but what, what I want to say is the question is, will they keep their names? Because I can see grizzled young veterans legit shoot saying, We've been a tag team here for a while, didn't get anywhere. And then this guy came along, gives a reaching hand in the scouse accent. It'd be so funny when they do it, and then they seen the light. It could be simple as that, or we've never seen them before. Gimmick change, like the next one we're going to get into right now. So, SP3 didn't see this. Go ahead. Go ahead. There was a vignette. There was a voice talking, sounded female, speaking in Italian. There were subtitles there. And then you had, like, the gondolas. You had, like, the, the Gucci stores or whatever. So this person's from money. So they're setting up this big arrival of a wrestler. You see them in a suit. You see their watch, but you do not see their face. My question is, Fabian Eichner, where out Val? Because the guy, the guy coming to NXT, his name is Giovanni Vinci. Giovanni Vinci is coming to NXT 2.0. Is, Giano, is Giano, Giovanni Vinci the former Fabian Eichner? Did Fabian Eichner grow a hair <laughs> on his chin chin while he's been gone? Because I don't know if he can grow hair on his head, but did he grow a goatee to differentiate his previous persona? Because I know Mayor Payne's real Dan. <laughs> his heart's broken. Dan, I'm so sorry for you because Dan's been saying it. Fabian Eichner may have been born in some small island in near Italy, but he's more German than he's Italian. He's mad at that. Dan, I feel your pain. Send some super chats because we're broke. I feel your pain. 
<laughs> send some mocha chats. I feel your pain, everyone. If you've got some complaints about Giovanni Vinci, send us some mocha chats. I'll read it to you. I, you you're making me glad I missed this vignette. But... No, you'd have liked it. It's like a, a sophisticated man. It's coming to NXT. He's from Italy, the real Italy, not the New York kind. Tony D, the real mob Don is coming to NXT 2.0. And his name is uh, Giovanni uh, Vinci. Yeah, forget about it. Uh, go on he either has to feud or join the family with no, Tony D. No, usurp. No, 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 no. You know what? He went from one group. He's not going to go to another. One was sacred. The other one is uh, sleeping with the fishes. Forget I want, about it. <laughs> I want Giovanni Vinci to be the guy. He, I got, if it's Fabian Eichner, yay. I'm sorry, Mayor Payne's with Dan. That means we get a push. Yes, generic Italian name generator indeed. But he's finished a move can be called for Da Vinci Code. <laughs> that that is that is that is a good one that is a good one uh but then we finally got our main event so last call for mocha chats wrestletalk.com forward slash support our main event was nxt champion braun breaker going up against duke hudson uh we see joe gacy and the druids are in the birdside view in, in the cwc watching the match early on braun hits the frankensteiner and follows with a belly-to-belly suplex but hudson gets the advantage by attacking his leg Braun hits an impressive vertical suplex on Hudson for a guy his size. That was that, that was very nice. But he tries to follow him to the floor where Hudson hits a lariat on Breaker. The Druids, when we come back from commercial, they're in the entranceway while Gacy is on the opposite side of the ring. Hudson goes for the Steiner recliner, but Braun escapes and tries one of his own. However, uh, Duke gets out of it by chopping him in the throat. Uh, we then get Breaker making his comeback when the Druids go to attack him on the floor but braun fights them off he then gets in the ring where hudson has a steel chair given to him by joe gacy but breaker fights him off he grabs the chair he hits the druids with the chair but then he hits duke hudson with the steel chair to cause the disqualification this was all right but and the finish it works into it plays into what we're going to see at in your house where if braun breaker is disqualified he loses the nxt championship and then post-match joe gacy says whether it's mind games braun or impulse you can't control it <laughs> and he laughs as we go off air joe gacy seems kind of silly because i feel like any person can do mind games with braun breaker oh you're gonna disqualify me because I use a chair. That, that's that's what it felt like a broad breaker. Um, the the match was brief. It was a great horse exchange. Duke Hudson shows um some potential in the match. This match and the voter match is showing shades of someone that could be something. He just needs a manager, someone to mold him. Maybe a Sophia Cromwell. Maybe who knows? It just is something I, I missing. Did not like, I did not like this match. This match was like you you just created a a person in WWE 2K22, and you didn't work on their move set. It was just very basic move set throughout this entire match. It was stuck in first gear. I may admit that is true. But at the same time, earlier in the night, I didn't mention this. Wade Barrett said yeeted. Someone needs to stop inviting that guy to cookouts. All because he once dated Alicia Fox does not grant him a lifetime supply of he, cookouts. He also visions. brought up a match for next week and said, that's going to bang. I was See, like, I was like <laughs> stop inviting him to cookouts, guys. Wade Barrett has inserted himself into the culture. Like I said, he's once Alicia Fox's man for many, many years. And he now thinks he's down with the crowd. He probably got BML tattoo on his buttocks or something. But yeah, this, this match was a thing. 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot of just matches on this show. And yeah, I wasn't impressed with Duke Hudson, but he beat the NXT champion by disqualification here. So he's in line for a title shot by WWE standards. That's what that's what uh I took from all of this. But the finish played in with the uh matchup with Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker for In Your House. So it was effective in that part, but this episode of NXT just didn't I didn't it didn't connect with me too well. I'm with you. It, it, it felt like so many matches were stuck in first gear. Usually in NXT, we get that one defining match that went for like 10, 15, you know, even 12 minutes, sometimes pushing it 15 minutes. And you, that was like match of the night, which helped balance the odds. But yeah, it was a lot of matches stuck in first gear and it just finished before even started. So I'm, I'm with you on that. But let's hear from what the people think. Let's hear those mocha chats, Sat. Let's get to it. It's mocha chats time. This is from Rob Zilla. It's like another week with the mocha boys. Hopefully Nikita won't miss too much time as she was getting over and had real momentum. Question for the lovely mocha boys. When are you guys going to appear on NRB? Much love, gents. Mocha boys for NRB. No Rose Bard, for just in case y'all didn't know what he was saying. Uh, SB. I'm, I'm waiting for our invite, Sad. What about you? I mean, I, you know, you guys need to put it over on NRB in the comment section and say, when is Sat and SP3 going to be on NRB? That's the answer. You see, I'm like a pretty girl in the corner. I ain't going to ask you out. You're going to ask me out. And I'm going to pretend that I didn't really care. That like, oh, you're going to invite me to play your little board game? Yeah, think about it. But deep down, I'm like, yes. Thanks for finally inviting me. I've been waiting a year for this. Yeah, just let him know. Make some noise and I'll be there. Wrestle Talk listens to the people. So just put it in the comment section if you want to see Sat and Sat. Uh, you want to see, you want to hear my daughter in the background playing some oh, board games. Shake. Yes, Harlem Shaking. Um, <laughs> let us know. Let them know on NRB in the comment section. The next one, I think, is Elusive M- M4GE. I don't know if Elusive Mag wrote. Been curious for some time now. King SP3. What shoe size do you wear? I am between a 10 and a half and an 11. There you go. There you now, go. That's all if, the if, this, if, if this means that you're going to buy me some sneakers, uh, DM me on Twitter and maybe, maybe I, I have a PO box you can send it to. I'm size 11, UK size. Just anyone's asking. Big feet for big socks. <laughs> Whatever that means. But guys, this is my favorite time of the show. It's time for Saeed's Mod Call of the week mark roll call of the week sat ian sp3 gonna do it <clears throat> shout out to mod brother rob love you dude 
Shout out to Mod Brother Bubba, aka Paul, if you want to be personal with him. Shout out to Mod Brother Brandon, you're incredible too. And shout out to Mod Brother John. And most importantly, shout out to the mother of all mods, the woman that makes the ship steer correctly and not off track into the iceberg like a Titanic, like I try to do every single week. Mod Mother Jenna, we love you. We salute you. Thank you for all the work you do. You and the team, BWO. Mwah. You guys rock. Mods are the best. Unsung heroes. And I'm doing my best to shout them out because that's what they deserve. They deserve all the love in the world. We appreciate the mods and we appreciate all of you for watching the Mocha 2.0 review of NXT 2.0. Let's put our thumbs in the middle, Sat, for this episode of NXT 2.0 in three, two, one. Yeah, we're both giving it a thumbs down, a rare thumbs down. I think only the second time we've given an episode of NXT a thumbs down. They kind of live in the middle for us a lot of a lot of weeks. We're always the bar, but this was a thumbs down, Joe. No matches that really stood out. The progression into In Your House was there, but didn't hit as well as it usually does but we are glad anyone comes on over and watches our nxt 2.0 review we try our best to have fun for even the thumbs down episodes like this week but any final comments before we wrap things up sat yeah what the heck we need more mocha chats i got a child to feed now guys we need more mocha chats please <laughs> next week at least like five mocha chats i'll be happy i got a child to feed this actually feeds my child now guys we are the world, we are the children, we are all the crap. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for watching. Hey, guys. I used to work with Save the Children, just letting just letting everybody know. It was a show, but Shawn Michaels, aka Michael Hickenbottom, is still book of the year because you never know what's gonna happen next week. Next week may actually make up for what happened this week. Less Joe Gacy. Maybe that's why you hate the show. That, I don't know. That's why I did like the show. Come on, man. I need my Joe Gacy promos. At least give me like four or five lines of Joe Gacy promos. I don't care what anyone thinks about the Joe Gacy promos because I know all of you, there's a huge majority uh, of our fans. Minority. It's minority. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone that watches the show live and interact in the chat. Please stay positive. Don't make things hard on Mod Mother and the BWO, the Blue Wench Order. Do not make them have to kick you out, please. Peace, love in the chat. And also tell your friends, even if they don't watch NXT 2.0, us talking about it makes it even more enjoyable. I mean, the show's okay. It has its, its you know, glaring omissions and it's bad in some parts, but it's okay. Cause Shawn Michaels makes sure that he doesn't repeat the same things over and over again. And like some shows, they like to show you the Miz and Cody for another week within the same month. So yeah, please watch the show. Get the viewers up. I know you miss Tempest and, and you miss Pete, but give us a chance. I got a child to feed. Exactly. We got we got kids to feed, ladies and gentlemen. He's got but two. I'm gonna catch up. We got three in total. So yes, uh, uh, we we 
we talked about you know your your new journey in life but what else has been going on for you for the week i know you've been off from work uh you know so, so how how is that to be away from work because you're a working man you're there five days a week doing your thing and now you now you're at home all the time with the missus and with the baby how's that well so one of my dearest friends he's also at my workplace everyone at work sending their regards it's all nice, but send me cash. Cash is how I know you miss me. You know? Tell me you miss me with money. Don't say words. Words are cheap. But besides that, I, I've, I've been good, you know? Because me, SB3, and, and, and one of our brothers, everyone knows really well, you know, we've got stuff on the horizon. We're planning things. SB3 is going to see more of me soon. You know, probably in the month of June, I like to ride. <laughs> Maybe in the month of July. Maybe on to... on the on the uh, unofficial first day of the week uh, after the Sabbath. You know, we 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 throwing in the salt. We're throwing in the breadcrumbs. If people can follow the breadcrumbs and see what we're cooking up, they they're gonna see more of this Mocha 2.0 duo together. Maybe with some cream in the middle to make us an Oreo. So stay on the lookout for that we got a lot in store for you we enjoy talking about professional wrestling oh so much so we're not gonna just leave it for nxt I, I, actually, that's, not, that's not that's not true i don't like talking about wrestling with two people i'm just keeping it a buck <laughs> i don't there's a reason why i'm not doing it anywhere else i, I like to wrestle with two people give me sp3 and alex mccarthy i talk about wrestling all day that's what i want that's the two people I talk about wrestling with. Those are the two people I have the most fun with. They're my genuine friends, peers. I respect their opinions. I like everyone else's opinion. Every, everyone has their own method of, of working. But mine, I tend to thrive with Sid and Alex. I'm just being honest. I love you guys, man. He just kept it real for anyone who wants to DM him about your issues with WWE's product, AEW's product. Save it for someone else because Seth doesn't want to hear it. But (laughs) that is all for the Mocha 2.0 edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Of course, we thank you, all of our members, our Patreon backers, anyone listening to us on your podcast platforms. This has been your boy, SP3, your boy, Sad E, and we will see you next Wednesday. We're out of time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.